This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Lim Duarte. A podcast that talks about the twists and turns of life and how things are intertwined by love, growth, and freedom. Powered by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Hi guys, welcome to Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Duarte. And today's topic is all about on ever being enough. So if you want to stick around and listen to what I'm going to talk about, you should go click on the subscribe button and see what this podcast is all about. So I've been talking about my third season on being a podcast where we talk about the questions we do have behind closed doors, the questions that we ask ourselves sometimes or even other people or these thoughts creep in without us knowing and sometimes these thoughts just go eat us alive and bury us with self-doubt and everything so um this episode is going to be about on ever being good enough talking about the idea of self-worth what self-worth is for us what self-worth is you know how do we measure it can we ever measure it or How do we actually see ourselves or how are we supposed to see ourselves to be who we are and our self-worth? Okay, so I want to begin with the reason of doing this. You know, um, this is a thing that goes on in my head sometimes where I don't really know what to do when I look at social media, see my friends doing well. I mean, I'm not jealous of how they're doing well. It's most of I become critical of myself and think, be like, what am I doing wrong? Um, am I doing enough? Um, is being just me now ever enough or going to be enough? And, and, and it boils down to that question of am I ever enough? You know, and I guess if we always listen to that inner critic, it's we always allow ourselves to just go around and go about that idea that well, our worth is tied down to how people see us. And if that's one thing that we want to have or see and happen, well, that's not true. Our worth does not, you know, parallelly connect to what we bring to the table. Because if that's the case, I guess all of us would be somehow worthless because of the times that we've been unkind to people, of the times that we've been selfish... If those are the things that count us as who we are, well, that's sad. Um, so self-worth can be based on a lot of things. 
it can be based on the idea that self-worth is given to you by a divine being, maybe God, and that your worth is defined by him. He already saved you, he loved you, and you are his son or daughter or child. And sometimes it's also good that you put self-worth as how you perceive yourself, how you see yourself. So a lot of people, like me sometimes, have been weighing in on the external factors of self-worth, thinking that self-worth is equals to the things that you do, your profession, um, the money you make, the people you make happy, um, social media following and everything. A lot of people anchor the idea of self-worth in all of these things that are actually very turbulent, that some of these things are not truly what defines that person, but how that person sees herself or himself. So, you know, this world is getting crazier by the second and by the minute that, you know, a lot of the things that used to matter and be valuable then isn't so valuable anymore because of the pandemic, about so many other things. So self-worth is also a fragile thing like that. You can look at it like an economy or, or something, but self-worth, if you put it on a very turbulent state where you put and anchor it to things that change rapidly and who, things that are externally, uh, you know, external forces, well, then that's really, really difficult because you're gonna, your self-worth will actually vary and how you see yourself is going to vary and it's going to make you feel bad on days and feel good on days. And it doesn't mean that these things or external factors doesn't matter in your life. It's just if you anchor it there, I, I think everything you've been doing is just for the sake of all those external things. You, you've been doing the things that you want for people to notice, for people to see you as, but it's never really for you. So I want to define what is self-worth. You know, it is the sense of one's value when you look at it on the internet and when you see it on psychological journals. It is actually understanding and knowing your self-worth, knowing and realizing that your value as a human being, not being judged by what you do, but who you are. So it's more of who you are, basically, and intrinsic factors, like internal factors of who, what makes of who you are, your silliness, your your drive to do things, your personality, and your wants and desires to do things for yourself is what, it, what it's supposed to be, you know? The pe- people should see you for who you are. That's your self-worth. Um, and one of the things that I always, always, always say, what is fundamental to every human being is respect, um, love, care, kindness, and everything. You have to be kind to people because they deserve that. They, they, the wor- their self-worth and your respect and how you perceive them is not supposed to be based on what they do and what they can offer you and what they bring you to the, t- bring to the table for you, but it's most of, mostly who they are, you know, how they carry themselves, how they you know, be themselves around you. Is what you're supposed to look at and see. So in this idea, self-worth isn't found in external forces, but it's always inside of you. And to understand how we perceive ourselves to be both critical and kind to ourselves in our shortcomings. So most of the time, whenever that we look at the things externally, we always have an idea that, oh, this guy is doing better. He must be worth worthy of love more than me. He must be worthy of that job than me. She must be worthy of attention and followings than me 
because maybe I'm not just good enough. No, if you anchor it there, well then, your self-worth and how you perceive yourself would always be something below than you would always want it to be. And it's hard enough because we've always been critical of ourselves and not kind at all. So if you want to anchor your self-worth there, you're in deep, deep trouble. And it's a lot of things that you have to carry out and dig out yourself or dig yourself out from. But yeah, uh, so my idea of like self-worth is really realizing your true self without, not true self, your basically true self, but the idea of who you are, for what you are, like, you, the idea of, you see, what you see is what you get, is that thing, that's what I want to impart on this episode, some things that, this is the thing that actually helps me a lot when I look at that and self-worth, because I, as a content creator, I kind of anchor my value as a person in self-worth sometimes in in the the things that I post, the things that I do, people who listen to them and whatever. And sometimes it's bad because I put too much value in that and it's not supposed to be the idea. And I keep going back to my whys whenever I talk about those. I keep going back to to why I'm doing this, to why I want this, why I keep like working on this. It's because well, I love doing what I do. And this is content that I want to share out into the world. And even if it doesn't reach as much, I'm glad that people do listen, you know? And that worth in itself is way more than the idea that I should be someone big already, someone enough, someone like, you know, I'm just happy doing my own thing, creating my own thing, and being me. Next up is when you talk about self-worth, We always perceive ourselves to be more. Um, This is what I've realized in our, uh, in my lifetime. You understand why it's easier to open up to a stranger rather than your friend, your parents, family, because they already have a perception of who you are and what you should be. They have this expectation of how you should act, how you should be, because they helped you out. They were in all of those who you are in those times. And it's quite refreshing to be talking to a stranger completely stranger with the deep things about your life, ideas that you haven't really talked with anyone because this stranger perceives you as this person they just met and a complete stranger and they don't know who you are. They don't expect you to be anything. They don't expect you to be who, you, who somebody else that you're not and whatever. So my technique, whenever I feel overwhelmed and anchoring all those ideas of my self-worth and external forces is that I focus on understanding how we perceive ourselves. I perceive myself in a very bad light most of the time because I'm, I'm really critical of myself. So if I failed, if I do something wrong, I, I really take it in and I really have trouble with it and actually just reflecting and processing it most of the time. So like making mistakes and everything. Even my mistakes in the past with, the, with, me, with my ex and whatever. See, I even made an episode on that. It means... I wanted it to be, you know, I really wanted it to be out there, acknowledged and admitted and growing from those experiences. Recently, I've also done something wrong and and, and I, I cave into that and I still feel, and it made me question who I am. Am I really a good person? So those are the kinds of things that go on when I make a mistake. So I'm critical of myself whenever I fail at something, so... That's one. So I think everybody is because everybody is their own worst critic. 
So, um, so what I do is I per I look at myself in the mirror or I look at myself in a different light. I try to remove the critical lens of my own mind and just perceive myself as this person. Okay, this person is I am human. One, I make mistakes, and I try to understand why I make them. So that makes me okay. I'm not a bad person, not a mean person, not what I think I was. And I look into the intention of what happened there, why I made that mistake. And yeah, and it, it made me feel so much better about myself rather than pulling me down in the dumps because I made that mistake. But still, it's still at the back of my head, but it does not destroy and it does not cause any more damage within my head and within my my space of influence. So, yeah. So, why do we have to understand and how we perceive ourselves? It's because it gives us a sense of awareness and how we treat people around us based on how we see ourselves. Because the idea here is that we, when we're mean to ourselves, we are mean to the people around us. We are not naive. We are critical. We are just judgmental. So if you're judging yourself on how you wear this, take note that this is also what you think of other people when you see yourself. So really, it's more of understanding that sometimes people do have their own thing and you have your own thing. And when you have it your own thing and you find it ugly, it doesn't mean it's ugly for everybody else. So it's, it's really just understanding and being aware of how you perceive so many things. So when you perceive yourself in a better light, when you try to look at yourself without all the expectations of who you are, who you're supposed to be. Because I know we all have, like, you want to be established by 25, you want to have your own place by 28, you want to have a car by 30, a family by then. And if you can't achieve those, if you anchor yourself worth on all those goals as well, it, it crashes down when you don't get it. So, self-worth is who you are right now. Um, who are, what, what kind of person are you? Are you kind? Are you mean? Are you whatever? But, yeah, that's where you're supposed to anchor yourself in the present of who you are now. And, you know, the reason for this is that knowing how we perceive ourselves also gauge how much we could allow ourselves to make mistakes. So and I'm not allowing you to make mistakes all the time, but it's just giving yourself that leeway to actually just make mistakes. Don't be too uptight. Don't be so wound up about those things. So, yeah, um, perceiving ourselves as in a better light is one of the things that I could tell you how you could do that is you could look yourself in the mirror and just say i may be ugly but that's fine i like me i may i may have a bad voice but it's fine i like me i still sing even though i have a bad voice uh, singing voice i i still do content even though it's not as big but it's content and it's what i like to do it's what i love to do and i teach it's because that's what i love to do and if you ask me who I am, it's I am a podcaster. I am a teacher. I am Adrian Duarte, for crying out loud. And I make freaking mistakes. I am human. Gay. Rainbow as fuck. Um, and I'm 23. You know, the, the tip there that I could give you is at least... Whenever you feel bad about yourself and bad about the things that you did and you do and you haven't achieved, find five real things, five 
facts about you and you'd realize well you're not so bad after all being a teacher is hard being a podcaster is also hard and then there's so many things that you can actually think about yourself and you'd be like oh it's not so it's not so bad sorry my notes are in my phone it's not so bad so that's what i tip all the time and um so i would always want to give this reminder to the people i meet and myself included is that you are always good enough you are worth time and effort you don't go chasing around people who doesn't want you in their lives and sometimes these people who actually don't make so much of an effort to keep you in is sometimes it's not their fault sometimes they have so many things on their plate as well so we often look or overlook our own good things and deeds because of the things we see that happens to other people, I think each and every one of us has had that moment of comparing one's apple to others' oranges. So I think every time my parents, you know, every time I tell my dad that, that I feel so upset that my life is on pause right now and he's be like, well, everybody's life is on pause. You know, you don't really need to rush you're in a good place, you're teaching kids now and online and, and you never really were stuck. So looking at those things, I was just like, yeah, okay, why do I keep comparing my oranges to that dude's apple or whatever? So he, he, they always, he always like brings that in my idea or my perception. And then um, with you knowing that you're enough, know the things that you dislike and like about yourself so that... Um, you can gauge or also see if the things that you dislike about yourself is something that you should change or not based on how you feel about it and how other people will feel about it and how you want it to be. And all the things that you like about yourself, maybe it be a little twisted or not, sometimes you have to keep your ground on them because people should like you for what you like and what you don't like and whatever. But... Of course, if it's in that, you know, bound of still being humane and being nice and generally kind to a lot of other people, not being a wicked witch or whatsoever. But yeah. And then know that with all those, you're growing into a person you are meant to be and there will be a rough road ahead. But know that you are enough. You are worth other people's time and effort. Just some of them deserves yours. We are humans. So... I think a lot of people forget that a lot of things happen to each and every one of us and our expectations of other people showing up for us, us showing up for them, is a whole lot of other things that we can't really force someone to do. But that, that doesn't mean your worth is lesser than because someone is not willing to give them your time or they not some of them were not willing to give their time to you or that. So know that your self-worth is intact because of who you are. Name five things and five truths about you. And then you'd realize, well, I am this person. I'm amazing. I'm that bitch. Even when I'm crying crazy. Yeah, I got boy problems. That's the human in me. Um, so how can you recognize your self-worth? So that's a question that we all look at. And I keep telling you about perceiving yourself. But recognizing your self-worth is, again, being more you know, kinder to yourself. Compassionate is the term. So from The Importance of Self-Worth by PsychAlive.com, by practicing self-compassion, treating yourself like how you would treat a friend is helpful. Because um, we treat ourselves as 
contestants in the show all the time. We judge ourselves based on how we wear things, what we said, and we overthink, overanalyze the things we've done, we've said, we've brought into the table. But when we do that to our friend, we were we are kinder. You know, we think of their experiences out of that bubble, their reasons for that. So why don't, might as well, why don't you do that to yourself? Treat yourself as a friend. Be a friend to yourself. Be compassionate to yourself. So when this is said, this involves taking on what Dr. Dan Seigel describes as coal, an attitude which means being curious, open, accepting, and loving towards yourself and your experiences rather than being self-critical. Okay, so when we talk about that, we realize that we have to be curious of why these things happen to us, what, what makes it that, why it makes us react that way, accept and be open that these ideas sometimes are not in a right reason for you or you don't, see it, you don't see it as a right reason for you to act out like this. And then loving is to actually love those things and imperfections about you that only you can love. So the three te- steps that we could, and Dr. Seigel tells us, is acknowledge and notice your suffering. Don't, this is what I tell other people too, don't minimize or don't discredit and invalidate what you feel just because some people are having it worse. It's okay. It's okay to feel upset with a little thing and it's okay to be upset with a big thing. And even though other people have it harder than you, it's still okay because you're the one experiencing this. This is relative to you. This is what's important to you. And it's okay to be upset with that. So sometimes just relieve the pressure of, well, other people have it worse. Well, yes, they do. And what can you do about it if you don't feel bad about it? You just like suck it up. No, you, you feel bad about it if you want to release it out and be and notice it and it's okay acknowledge it number two is be kind and caring in response to suffering rather than tell yourself that you've done wrong be kind to yourself allow yourself that that leeway or that space actually make that mistake or that emotional breakdown that you need third is remember that imperfection is part of the human experience and something that we all share so we are perfectly imperfect nobody is perfect only god is what we all say but yeah, you have to remember that. We are always a work in progress. We could learn new things at a certain point, at a certain age. And that's why I don't believe in cancel culture. We'll get on to that with the next episodes. But before we move on to the next end or the next bit of this podcast, let's take a break. And we'll get back to you in a minute. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now, back to the show. So, welcome back to Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Duarte. So, um, I am about to end this episode with a few points. Um, so, I want to share a little experience where I was reading this book to my student. She was five years old. Actually, I read this to all my students. I was looking for a read-aloud book in YouTube. And then I showed them that book. I play that on share screen. And this book got me in my attention because I liked the the idea of it. I loved the idea how the book teaches the kids nowadays to actually love themselves for who they are and what they want to do, what who they want to be. So the story went as, um, it's okay if I have big ears. I still like me. 
It's okay if I like to play rowdy and jump up and down the bed. I still like me. And even if I put my hair up like this, I still like me. And then the book went on and on about changing her appearances, being like this. And no matter what it all was, she always tells the story or the, the readers that I still like me. Um, so it, she just enjoyed being herself and fooling around and just like being whatever she wants as a kid. And I think that's what we need, you know, to release that inner child of just being us, you know, and liking us for who we are and what we see ourselves with. So sometimes to get away from all the hate and comparison is seeing you for who you are and liking what you see or at least learning to. So it's a constant struggle. It's a learning experience, learning process that we all have to do. And it's okay. But, you know, that story just got my heart full because I was able to share that with my kids. And if you've known me as a teacher and you've seen me with kids, I am a preschool teacher. I really like to talk to them about these things. I talk to them about doctors being can be women and men all together. Anyone can be who they want to be. Colors, being genderless, and everything. And it's just quite beautiful when they accept that and those ideas very well. Especially this one. I, I was so hard, you know, overwhelmed. Not heartfelt. It was so heartfelt when I was reading the story to my kids and we were processing it at the end of the story. And I was telling them that you should like yourself for who you are and whatsoever. And it's just a beautiful thing that I get to share. So I share it now to you, my listeners, in this podcast. And I want to say thank you for staying with me throughout this whole episode. It was more of, um, again, I'm just glad that it feels more of a conversation now rather than it is, or than it was a outline presentation of what I want to say. It's just so great that this conversation, I'm just, I'm just happy. Thanks for listening to my podcast, lovies. This is me, Adrian Duarte of Love, Growth, and Freedom, signing off. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you want to know more, check out www.guerillapodcast.com.au or guerillapodcast.com.ph. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com